Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of your Philadelphia Eagles Insider Podcast. I am uh, one of your co-hosts, Ted Kratz, joined by my co-host, John McMullen. And uh, we are here into the offseason. The Super Bowl has not yet been played. So, you know, at what point does the offseason become the offseason? Um, I guess it's now. The Eagles season's been over for a while. For uh, them. Yeah, not for everybody. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so we figure why not take a look at some of these Eagles free agents uh, and do a little who stays, who goes type of podcast here for you. We'll get you in and out as quickly as we can. Um, I have 19, uh, actually 18 unrestricted free agents and one restricted free agent who would be Jack Stoll, but we can get to him in a bit. So there's 19 players here that uh, we can talk about. And uh, I guess we should maybe start on the offense since there's 11 of those uh, 19 are on that side of the ball. And uh, we'll go right out of the gate here with the quarterback, Marcus Mariota, who signed a one-year deal last year. So, you know, he backed up Jalen Hurts this year, saw a very little bit of uh, playing time. Um, I don't know. I don't think he retires. But do you think he comes back, John? Is he a stay or a go? Uh, I I would say go for a couple reasons. One, Marcus – you know, he, he would rather play on the West Coast. He's a West Coast guy. He's actually a Hawaii guy. So he um, would rather be out there. Um, and if he can get that kind of role, I think he would default to that. Um, if he can't, then I think it comes down to the Eagles, you know, and where they are. Do they continue to think they're a legitimate Super Bowl contender? I think if they do... Um, then they want the veteran backup quarterback. That's been the history of this team. Whether you, it, this is, we're taping this on the six year anniversary of them winning the Super Bowl with Nick right. Bowles. So that's right. They want a veteran quarterback. The one time they shifted was when they drafted Jalen Hurts. And that was an attempt to get a cost effective backup for a very high priced at the time starting quarterback in Carson Wentz. So I could see the Eagles doing that. Whether they believe in Tanner McKee, who's obviously very cost-effective, uh, would they count on him to be the backup quarterback, or would they draft somebody? A lot of talk about Eagles talking to Spencer Rattler at the Senior Bowl, somebody like that as a mid-round pick. Kind of depends where the Eagles think they are as a contender. If they think they're a contender, they want a veteran guy. Yeah, um, they got to think they're a contender. They got to believe yeah. they're a contender. I mean, I. You know, they have to feel that way every year as long as Jalen Hurts is their quarterback and they have some of these high-priced receivers. Well, A.J. Brown high-priced. But, you know, they've got pieces in place to be a contender. So, But I think Mariota, you're right. I think he'll he'll leave uh, and maybe they draft a Rattler. Um, but I think Tanner McKee could be the backup next year and they could bring in maybe a, a draft pick or, or somebody like that. I mean, we can get to that. But right now, Mariota, I'm with you. He's gone. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we, could, I, you know, he was he was quick. He was one of those guys on clean out day. You didn't know he was there, Ed, because there wasn't a speck of dust in his locker. He was out. He was yeah. one of those guys. Yeah, he was he was going quick. Um, you know, and they'll they'll move on again, I'm sure, and find another cost effective quarterback to back up Jalen Hurts. Um, but the big question on the offensive side of the ball is Jason Kelsey, obviously a free agent. Um Talked, you know, reportedly told players, teammates after the game in Tampa that he was retiring. Now he's kind of backed off a little bit on that. 
Um, what do you think happens here? Does he stay or go? And I guess a lot of it depends on his decision, whether he retires. Yeah, I think it's all dependent on that. And I think, you know, Jason kind of goes through this every year. He He's burned out at the end of the year. And then he takes a step back and he says, oh, you know, this is pretty fun. I miss the Novacare cafeteria. I miss my teammates. Uh, you know, I'm still playing at a high level. And then he comes back. So we're th- we're going through these phases. I'm still leaning towards Jason Kelsey retires. Um, and the decision will be made for the Eagles. Then, you know, Cam Jurgens moves inside. You got to think about who's going to start, obviously, a right guard again. But um, I think Jason retires. But if he wants to come back, and I'm wrong, and I've been wrong before because I thought he was going to retire before, then you let him come back. I think you're at a sort of a, to use a baseball analogy, Derek Jeter at the end of his time with the Yankees, you know, you probably wanted to move on a year or two, but he does, he's done so much for the franchise. You let him go. You let him go as long as he wants to go. Yeah. I'm with you. I think he, I'm leaning toward retirement, but I've leaned that way before and he surprised mm-hmm. me, but um, you know, I think he'll come back. Um, if he, if, you know, obviously if he decides not to retire, the Eagles are going to have to resign him. Um, well, he's not going to play anywhere else. And I, no, I, I do no. think, you know, I do think the Eagles are okay. It's about 14, 15 million a year and it'll be the same. So it's a lot of money, but it's not overbearing. He's not going to hold them over a barrel if he does come back. So it'll be pretty seamless if they get it done. Right. So, he'll, so, you know, it's a, it's in his court. I'm leaning toward retirement and he doesn't come back, but if he decides to, he's a stay obviously. And now we have a couple other players on the offensive line. So let's do them together. Sua Opeta and Jack Driscoll are both uh, free agents, uh, key reserve players for the Eagles. Um, what do you think their fate holds? Are they staying or are they going? Um, give me those again. Uh, full disclosure. I was just reading a text message. <laughs> so <laughs> All that's, right. that's, that's me. Give me that again. Stuo Peta, yeah, Stuo. That's Jack a good Crystal, one. The two of them, yeah. Um, you know, I think those guys are dependent on the market. I think the Eagles would like to have them back as backups. They're both good backup players. I don't think they're threats to start, but if somebody out there, because they've been coached by Jeff Stoutland, um, wants to give them two years instead of one year, something like that, then I think they're gone. So. I think the Eagles would uh, would love to have them back as backup players, but I think it's dependent on the market. So maybe we can create a third category of stay or go, or we'll see. It's kind of like, you know, if somebody says, hey, we're going to give Suo Petter a chance to start at right guard, then he's gone. And same thing with Jack Driscoll, whether it's right guard, right tackle. Then I'll then I'll leave. But I think the Eagles would like to have both back at cost effective deals. Yeah, we saw that with uh Halapulavati Vitae. Uh the Lions made him a starter and they gave him a big contract. And we saw it with Andre Dillard. Titans yeah. signed. Him I don't think they're getting that kind of contract. But no, it, no. It, but it, if you make Opeta a starter, yeah. you're gonna give him some money that's gonna be yeah. more than he made here in Philly. Um yeah, I think some of this depends too on Kelsey's decision. Um, you know, because then you're looking at Cam Jurgens moving to center. And then if you lose both these guys, you're really thin on that line and you're gonna have to 
uh, invest heavily, whether in a draft or some free agent signings and replenishing uh, that reserve position along your line. So I, I'm going to say one of them comes back. And if I had to pick one, I'll say Driscoll. I think Opeta walks. Um, yeah. And remember they have Tyler Steen. So they kind of have, yeah. you know, a, a young player. They want to groom to be a, a guard and we know how we, he's got a bunch of picks. Some of them, a couple of them are going to be offensive linemen. That's just the way it works. Yeah, probably. So maybe even the first round pick, but We'll have a draft uh, draft episode at some point. We're still a couple months away from the draft. Still have the combine to get through and um, things like that. But, uh, yeah, uh, so, you know, another player on the offense. Uh, well, let's, again, running back, three players. You know, there's only one running back coming back under contract, and that's Kenny Gainwell. Um, the other three, Rashad Penny, Boston Scott, and DeAndre Swift, obviously the big name. Um, let's look at those three, John, at that one position, those three running backs who stays, who goes. Yeah. I think the only one staying is Boston Scott, uh, Mm. believe it or not. And that, you know, I think Boston is one of those, he's a glue guy. He's cheap. He's a utility man. He's a guy you can put in the corner and not worrying about him. And when you need him, you know, he's going to go out there and perform. And I think that's something that's rare and valuable to teams. And I don't. I think he's more valuable to the Eagles than other teams. I, I certainly don't think he's going to get a, a bigger contract anywhere. So he's very cost effective. Um, you mentioned the headliner. I DeAndre Swift. From everything I've heard, he's very close and guarded guys. But I've talked to some people who've known him from his days back at in, in high school at St. Joe's Prep. I don't think he was happy with this offense and and from the perspective of he wants to be involved in the passing game. And I, I've said it a lot, Ed. I, I just don't think Jalen Hurts is a dump-off quarterback. He's not going to dump the ball off to the backs. So I think from DeAndre's standpoint, A, he's probably going to be too expensive for the Eagles, so that would rule him out. But even if he doesn't get a better deal, or a decent deal elsewhere. I think he wants a, an offense where they will utilize him in the passing game more. Yeah, this is his first crack at free agency, and you're probably right. He can kind of shop shop it out and see which offense he would fit best in. The Eagles don't invest a lot of financial resources in the position. Obviously, they let Miles Sanders walk last year after his 1,000-yard year. I think they let DeAndre Swift go after his 1,000-yard season. And listen, I – I wasn't really sold on him as an every down back anyway. Um, I know he had a couple good games, you know, career games with yardage, but I just, I just think the Eagles need to get better at that position. And I think that's what they're going to look to do, whether it's in free agency again or the draft and, you know, Rashad Penny, obviously he's not coming back. They no, turned him into no. a water boy, right? I mean, he didn't do anything this year. Uh, and then Boston Scott, you know, he's a selfless player. He's never going to complain about how many times he touches the ball or catches the ball. So that's pretty valuable on a team like this where, you know, he knows what his role is and he's willing to accept his role. And I think if he came back and I, and I, I don't think he will. Um, I just think it's time for them to part ways and to kind of rebuild this running back room a little bit. Uh, so I'm going to say he goes, um, even though I'm saying all these good things about him. Uh, yeah. I, I think you know why because he's so cheap he's going to be two million and, and and when you're talking about your third or fourth running back you know again he's not going to play 
And, but you know, if he has to play, he performs. So I think that's important. I'm going all Jim Swartz on you with the baseball analogy. So uh, he's like the utility guy. And some guys can't, they got to play every day or they can't produce. And you have those good utility players who can play once a week uh, and produce. And that's rare. And I think Boston Scott is the football version of that. It's very rare. You can just forget about a guy and then say, oh, we need you. And, and, he, and he performs, usually against the New York Giants, by the way. But he, Yeah, he but he didn't really performs. do that against the Giants this yeah. year. Well, they didn't need him, though. It, yeah. Right. Didn't have the opportunity. Um, I think a lot depends on how the new coordinator feels. Uh, Kellen Moore. Um, but I listen, the Eagles blew it up in the coaching department. I think they might blow it up in this free agency thing, too, and, and let a lot of these guys walk. So I, that's kind of why I'm going with Scott. I think it's going to be a, a total makeover in that running back room. Gainwell will be back, but then who else? We'll, we'll have to dive into that another time. Um, and maybe at some point we can kind of do a position-by-position position breakdown um, and, and talk to the listeners about that. Uh, we also have uh, on that offensive side of the ball that, uh, you know, the two tight ends. I mentioned Stoll is a restricted free agent, so the Eagles can offer him a contract and uh, see if another team would beat it. Um, I, I, you know, we'll see. But then the other one is Albert O., um, who they traded to get in here this year and then never really developed into any kind of role. And was that Brian Johnson, you know, kind of keeping the lid on his role? Will he have more of a role under Kellen Moore? I don't know. Uh, I'm going to say both these guys are gone. I think the Eagles, again, are going to uh, blow this thing up and, and look around for some other tight ends to pair with Dallas Goddard. Uh, they have Grant Calcaterra, who's not a free agent yet. He'll be back. So you have two. You have Noah Tagai, who they signed to a free agent uh the futures reserve contract, but I think Stoll and Albert O are both gone. Yeah, I'm I'm going to disagree with you on Stoll because he's restricted. So you know, from my standpoint, there, if he were unrestricted, I'd probably agree with you. But you just tender him; nobody's going to get offer him, give him an offer sheet. So you know, you'll have him at a very cost effective rate. He's a solid player, not great. I think they want to improve, but. Easier said than done. You mentioned Albert Akwegbanam. I mean, they tried to improve. He's very athletic, but he gave him nothing. I can't imagine he'll be back. Uh, but Stoll, yeah, you hang on to him. And guess what? If you find somebody in the draft or you find a couple guys, you know, EJ Jenkins, I know, is on a futures deal, then you cut him. Well, you have to cut him. But I think, you know, because he's restricted, it's just a simple tender. I don't think anybody else is going to give him an offer sheet. So I, I think from that standpoint, he'll certainly be back and we'll see how training camp uh, unfolds from there. Yeah. Um, all right. Wide receiver, two big names here, Quez Watkins and Alameda Zacchaeus, who came here on a one-year deal. Quez's rookie deals up. Um, obviously they have Devonte Smith and AJ Brown in that room. Britton Covey, who's an exclusive rights free agent. He'll be back. We, Talked to him after the season, John, and he both and he told both of us that yes, he wants to come back for sure. After saying two teams had been interested in him yeah. when he was cut last summer because of the injuries, and the Eagles did bring him back, but he wanted to be here. He still wants to be here, so he'll be back. So, but that really only gives you three receivers. Now you signed a couple big guys to reserve future contracts uh, in the off season. Maybe they factor in. You know, it's no no nothing exciting name wise. 
Uh, Joe Nagata from Clemson, who spent the year on the practice squad, he's also back uh, as a futures reserve guy. Um, so they have some options uh, in that department, but nothing big, nothing exciting. Do you think Quez or Alameda return on a one-year deal when they find their market maybe not so hot? Well, certainly, and and Julio Jones as well is a free agent. Obviously, he's not going to be back, but um, – with Quez, I, I I would say no shot because Quez doesn't want to come back. I think Quez is one of those guys who thinks he was treated a little bit unfairly um, in Philadelphia, and he probably wants to get over the Walt Whitman or Ben Franklin's favorite bridge and never come back, to be honest. So I, I don't think Quez Watkins is going to be back. And uh, a lot of days the case is more interesting because you remember Nick Nick Sirianni almost went over the top saying, as long as I'm around, Alameda Zacchaeus will have a role in my offense. He used to say the same thing about Zach Pascal as well. But, you know, when Zach got two years from Arizona and he was gone. In the case of Alameda, you know, he's a good, dirty work player, that type of thing. Um, but, you know, Nick doesn't have the power to do that kind of thing anymore. So I, I don't expect any of them. You mentioned, I don't expect any of them to be back. And um, some of those young guys on futures deals, what, what, and what was interesting, Devontae Smith did an interview where he said, Aaron Moorhead's still here, at least from his perspective, which surprises me. And ultimately I don't think Aaron's going to be here, but we'll see how that shakes out. Whomever the wide receivers coach is, you got to start developing some young receivers. And we saw it in Tampa Bay with guys like David Moore and Palmer um, making plays when the opportunities were there. They're they're not great players, but if you're paying attention to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, they were able to make plays when, when they were there. The Eagles haven't had that with young receivers. They need to start developing some young receivers. They got to turn it over when it comes to those backup positions. Yeah, great point. So you think that? Yeah, I'm a, I'm with you. I don't think either Quez or Zacchaeus come back. So that puts a you know certainly a, a need in the draft to find a receiver, like you said, to bring in to develop. Um, you know, they took three of them back when Quez Watkins came in. They took Jalen Rager first overall, didn't work out. John Hightower was before Quez Watkins in the fifth round. That didn't work out. Um, so they maybe they, you know, load up at receiver again. Um, you know, AJ Brown uh seemed very unhappy at the end of the year uh about how things were going. He's got a really big cap number this year and next year. You, you know, you would hope you can restructure maybe to bring that back down. But will AJ play ball? We don't know. So you're right. They have to begin to Fine guys they can develop. Devontae Smith certainly deserves a second contract here in Philly, and I think he'll get it. Um, you know, he's heading into his fourth year, and then his op- option year is coming up. Um, so I think he'll be here for a while, but then you need to find, a, you know, maybe a cost-effective uh, player behind him, depending, again, on A.J. Brown and how he feels about being here and if he's willing to restructure to add a few more years to kind of soften that cat charge. Um, we'll see. Last one on the offense. Well, I think that was the offense. Those are the guys, 11 guys we talked about there. So we'll switch over. Uh, let's let's start, let's start with the special teams before we go into the defense. Braden Mann, the punter, he's, Braden, a, yeah. he's coming back. I got him as a stay. I mean, this guy 
was terrific once they brought him in. It really in. was, yeah. Yeah, but, was... You know, kickers go up and down, so you don't know what Braden Man you're getting. I mean, he got cut from the Jets, right, because he was ineffective, I guess. But he came here, found new life, and he certainly deserves to stay. Yeah, and Brayton was one of those guys who left pretty quickly from the locker room at clean-out day and took all the stuff. So it makes you I, – but I think those guys know they're so – nomadic you know unless you're a superstar you're going to go from spot to spot so um i think he performed so well i'm with you he's going to be back um especially what the eagles have gone through with aaron cpas and probably made a mistake in letting cam johnson leave uh, a couple years ago but he got big money for a punter at least so it's difficult but there's nothing Braden man did everything he could possibly do why wouldn't you want him back so Right. That's from my standpoint. Uh, it's got to be back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think he might be the easiest one to say, yeah, he's back. But now, like you said, like Cam Johnson had a good year, got a big contract. Braden Mann proved these over the, you know, what, 10, 11 games he punted for the Eagles, maybe more. That Yeah, you never know. Somebody's yeah. got really having punter problems. They might give him a little bit more than the Eagles are willing to go. Right. right. And then you're back in the same quandary of trying to, uh, 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 uncover the next guy, and that didn't work out, obviously, with, with Aaron Sipos. I think the Eagles are going to give him more money than we think, Braden Mann, to come back. I really do. Uh, all right, so that's that's a pretty easy one. So now on defense, we have – how many guys? I got seven players on the defensive side of the ball, and uh, four of them are linebackers. You know, a position of trouble for Philadelphia this past year. Um, and now you have four free agent linebackers. Nicobe Dean's back. Ben Van Summeren's back. Um, but I can't think of who else would, would be back. But there's four that are out there. Zach Cunningham, Nicholas Morrow, uh, Sean Bradley. Remember him? Uh, yeah. Got hurt in the summer. Missed the whole season. Special teams guy. And Shaquille Leonard. So four free agent linebackers. Um, I'll, I'll say I don't think Shaquille Leonard's coming back. And I don't think. Sean Bradley's coming back, but I think Nicholas Morrow and Zach Cunningham, at least Zach Cunningham might be returning. I'm not sure about Nick Morrow, but I think they'll try to bring Cunningham back. So I'll just say three goes. And the only one who stays is Zach Cunningham. What do you got? I'm going over for four. Um, I, I don't think anybody's coming back and uh, uh, I'll leave the door slightly ajar, believe it or not for Sean Bradley, you know, that'd be a one-year deal at veteran minimum as a special teams player. If he's healthy, a lot of ifs in there, but I could at least see a path with the other guys. I mean, there was such a taint to this season. Um, Nicobe's coming back. Uh, I don't think you can count on him, obviously, but uh, you mentioned Shaq Leonard. I talked to Shaq near the end of the season. He was talking about retirement then, so he really hasn't bounced back from that back surgery. Um, He's definitely not going to be back. Nick Morrow, you know, has been scapegoated a little bit. I think people look at Nick Morrow and say he's the reason. I thought it was actually better for more games how can I describe it? I think he was their best linebacker for more games than Zach Cunningham. But when Nick Morrow had had his bad games, they were really bad games, and it really showed up. I think Zach was a little bit more consistent, but I think Vic Bangio is going to come in here and say, you know, it, uh, it's not going to be a first-round pick. Let's take that right off the table. But he needs some speed and athleticism at the linebacker position. 
might be third round, might be second round, but the Eagles are going to take a linebacker, uh, and and that's going to pair them up with Kobe Dean, Ben Van Sumeren. They like it's very athletic. He's got a long way to go, but um, yeah, I think they're going to completely revamp that room outside of uh, the young guys, Nicobe and and Ben. Yeah, I, the reason I say maybe Zach Cunningham has a shot is just listening to Howie uh, Roseman when he talked to us, uh, you know, nine days after the season ended, and he really praised Cunningham. He said when you put on the tape, he really did a good job. Yeah. So, you know, if your GM's saying that, then maybe there's a shot that they give him something. Well, there's a shot. I mean, you know, yeah. he, he, remember, they signed him in August, probably August 9th, 10th, somewhere. So in training camp. And he made under two million a year, so you're probably talking about the veteran minimum again. So, if things don't work out, you know that could be a player you revisit later in the summer. So, if you don't get what you hope for in the draft, free agency, you don't get what you hope for. Maybe you go back to Zach at that point, but I don't think it'll be planned around Zach Cunningham being there, if that makes sense. No, yeah, you're, I agree, yeah, but, you know, instead of a complete rebuild, maybe you bring in Cunningham. Or, you know, I wrote about Andrew Van Ginkle down in Miami. He's one of Vic Fangio's favorite players. You know, he's a free agent. I don't know if he leaves South Florida. He loves it down there. Took less money to come back last year on a one-year deal. You know, the Raiders and the Patriots had shown interest in him, but you know, maybe the Eagles go after him and see what kind of fit he is. He was Fangio. He was the glue. Fangio, I think, called him the glue of his defense in Miami. And then he got hurt in the regular season uh, finale and then didn't play in the playoffs. But, um, you know, he's just a name out there maybe to keep an eye on because of Fangio's uh, trust uh, in him and how he likes how he plays. So maybe he's a guy to target in free agency to replace a guy like Cunningham who's experienced. Um but, yeah, that's, again, a topic for another day. Um, <clears throat> right now, well, two big names on the defensive line, and maybe we should have got to these guys sooner. But uh, thanks for hanging in there and waiting for Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox. What do you think happens with these two, John? I think Brandon's coming back. Um, you know, he's been pretty consistent uh, saying he wants to play 15 years. This will be number 15. This will be it. This will be the retirement tour. And the thing that makes it easy with Brandon, last year it played for $5 million. The Eagles will give him another $5 million deal. He's still effective. You know, he only plays 30% of the snaps now, so he's not what he once was. But as a rotational player, he's still very effective. All-time great Eagle. He's played more games for this franchise than anybody else. It's sort of like Kelsey. If he wants to come back, you let him come back. But it's even easier because he he understands at this stage of his career he's not gonna he's not gonna command eight figures, so he's willing to play for five million. I think we get year fifteen of Brandon Graham, and that'll be it. Yeah, um, he he pretty much said after the season in Tampa that he wants to come back for the farewell tour if the Eagles would have him, and he's not going to go anywhere else. I don't think anybody else will offer him anything, uh, but he's the eternal optimist in that locker room. So maybe he's hoping that he gets to come back. Uh, you know, I, but I think he's back now. The other big, big name, obviously in there is Fletcher Cox. Um, you know, he came back on what a one year, $10 million deal uh, this past season. Uh, I'm not sure, you know, he could be leaning toward retirement. He seemed yeah. to his locker pretty quickly too. 
But I think he can still play. And I think he's a great locker room guy with these players, uh, these young guys that the Eagles have. I mean, listen, if he steps away, your defensive tackle group is Milton Williams is your most senior player in that room. And he's going to be 25 later this year. And then you have Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis, and uh, uh, Moro Ojomo. So it gets real young real fast if uh, if Fletcher steps away. I think Fletch is gone. What do you think? Yeah, I, I'm with you. Sometimes you got to take your medicine. Better to give up on a player a year early than a year late is the old adage. So I think you're right about the problem with Fletcher versus Brandon. Fletcher played at such a high level last year. You're you're going to have to pay him. You're going to have to give him a raise from that ten million. He took a a, 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 a less money for, from the Eagles to stay. The Jets offered him, I believe it was $12 million, and he wanted to come back to the Eagles. So you're talking about eight figures. You're talking about over $10 million. Um, and I, I think you have to build this defense on Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis. You have to. You have to start turning that page, especially with Big Fangio, new coordinator. Yep. You say, these are our guys, Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis. We're going to build on these guys. As difficult as it is, as great as Fletcher is. And by the way, you're right, because Jordan Davis spoke after the season like like Fletcher Cox was gone, and we're all looking at Jordan Davis like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, he, he might be back. Evidently, he's thinking about seriously thinking about retiring and walking away. So yeah. um, he might make that decision easy for the Eagles, but even if he wants to play, I think he's going to play somewhere else because I think he's going to get more money. I, I don't think the Eagles want to go to $11, 12000000000 million. Yeah, I would say if he does play, keep an eye on the Kansas City Chiefs. I know that there was a lot of interest in him joining them. Chris Jones, their uh, all-world D-tackle, talked about trying to recruit Cox to come there last year. Um, but, you know, keep an eye on that team if uh, he's, he doesn't retire. Um yeah, and don't forget Clint Hurt, too, their new D-line coach, right, who's going to come in and try to uh, – you mentioned Fangio, but you also have Hurt coming in to work with these defensive tackles, these young defensive tackles. Hurt's only 44 years old, I think, so you know he could relate to these guys, I think, maybe a little better than Tracy Rocker uh, was able to do. Um, all right, there's one guy left, and it's another position uh, that the Eagles uh, struggled with this year, and that's at safety, Justin Evans. Didn't give the Eagles a whole lot, made four starts, and then got hurt, and we never saw him again. Signed a one-year deal. I, I, he's gone, um, but, it, you know, yeah. I'm assuming you think the same thing. But what about this position, uh, you know, in general that you think needs to be be done? Well, they need they need bodies there. They need so much on defense from a personnel standpoint. And I, I do think Justin Evans played well um, for those four games you mentioned, but that's been the story of his career. You know, former second-round pick who was on the upward trend in Tampa Bay, and all of a sudden the injuries took over, and he just can't stay healthy. So um, that was the case here in Philadelphia. Um, I don't think you can bring him back. The Eagles know they have to get more, as I mentioned, same thing at linebacker. They need more speed. They need more athleticism. Um, another position where you're probably going to see bodies in the draft, maybe not in the first round. Um, Vic Fangio has a history of, you know, what you're looking for is coverage safeties in Vic Fangio's scheme more than the traditional box safety. A lot of people look a couple of years ago at Kyle Hamilton. Oh, it'd be nice to have that guy. 
Well, not really, not if you're going to use them incorrectly. And in this scheme, you need coverage safety. So that's what the Eagles will be looking for. Thank C.J. Gardner-Johnson, that type of player. Um, can you find that? Uh, he had Justin Simmons out in Denver, great coverage safety. Um, that type of player, uh, more than the Kyle Hamilton type of player. Yeah, that they're and they're going to be expensive for sure, you know. Uh, Christian Wilkins in Miami, another Miami defender who's a free agent that maybe Fangio brings in. But yeah, I think well, I can't imagine Miami giving it. They'll 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 franchise him if they have to. They're not yeah. they're not letting him walk. No. But yeah, I'm sure. But, it's, but, but you know what? Though the Eagles, as I mentioned, they have Carter and Davis. I mean, you can't bring in Christian Wilkins to right. disparage that as well. So right, right, um, and Milton Williams. I mean, Milton Williams is a solid. Yeah, player. Milton's a good player. Yeah, but yeah, Justin Simmons, I think, would be real expensive. So um, you're right, though. Coverage linebacker seem, or safety seems to be the way they'll go. And I think Joe Casper is reportedly taking the safety. Yeah, coming back. Joe was here uh, um, yeah, under as Sirianni. a quality control coach. So at least he'll have some loyalty to Nick Sirianni. We'll talk about the coaches in the future. I mean. Yeah, yeah, we'll do another one of these. But right now, that's, uh, that's going to do it for us. You, you notice, I don't think John and I had – too many of these uh, 19 free agents right. returning. Um, so, you know, just as it is in the coaching room where they kind of blew things up with their coordinators, I think, you know, they'll probably do some some of the same stuff here with this roster. Yeah. Um, but free agency gets underway. What is it, March 13th, I think? March 14th, I believe, is the start of the new league year. So yeah, don't yeah. hold me to it. But you have legal tampering a few days before that as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be uh, interesting, and, and it'll be here before you know it. Uh, but, yeah, that'll do it for us. I'm Ed Kratz. He's John McMullen. We are uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles Insider Podcast from the Fans First Sports Network, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to a recording of the Philadelphia Eagles Insider Podcast on the Fan First Sports Network. 